Let's talk recording from the road. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. You know what's about to happen more actionable, practical advice that you can start putting to work today in your voiceover business. Now, just before we get there, are you enjoying the show? Are you enjoying the new series I'm working on, interviewing everyday VOpreneurs just like you and getting them to teach us about the things that they are expert in? If you're loving these new episodes, I would love it if you would do me two favors. First and foremost, Anytime you're listening, let me know you're listening by tagging me in your Instagram stories at Mark Scott or posting it on Instagram or any of your favorite social media channels. And also, would you leave a review? Wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, if it's Apple Podcasts, wherever it may be, leave a review. Let me know that you're enjoying the episodes. Let other people know that you're enjoying the episodes as well. I really do appreciate it. So the holidays are approaching. We got Thanksgiving coming up very quickly here in the United States, Christmas and New Year's just around the corner. And that means one thing for a lot of voice actors. It means spending some time on the road, traveling to visit family to enjoy the holidays. So I brought in somebody who is going to help make that a little bit easier for you by giving you tons of great advice on how to record more efficiently from the road. You're going to learn a lot in this one. For the last almost two years, travel hasn't been a big part of life for most of us. But now that things are starting to open up again, and especially as the holidays approach, more of us will be on the road. I've already seen a number of voice actors posting about booking their flights for VO Atlanta for next year, so we are definitely ready to travel again. An inevitable part of traveling as a voice actor is building pillow forts and recording from the road, and my guest today is an expert in both travel and road recording. His credits include Wasteland 3, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and McDonald's. He also has a Voice Arts Award. He's a man who's been honing his craft since he discovered his passion at the age of seven, which is pretty impressive. Welcome to the show, Jay Preston. Hey, thanks, Mr. Mark. Pleasure to be here with you and everyone listening in. So honing your craft since the age of seven, what was that first moment when you're like, I got to do something in entertainment or voiceover or whatever it was at that point? as much as you can be aware when you're seven. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was one of those, like, uh, you know, the town carnival things that come to town or whatever. And, uh, you know, raise your hand if you want to come on the stage and do something. So I, like, got on the stage and I went up there and uh, the guy gave me this water gun. He says, okay, now I'll be out there talking. You come out and shoot me with the water gun and everyone will laugh. And that was the first taste of, like, when I did that as a seven-year-old, the whole place was, I mean, everyone just was laughing. And I was like, that is a, that's a power. That's a power right there. And I kind of like it at seven. So uh, 
then I just started doing community theater from then on. And I really wasn't very good at sports, even though I was always, my family was always like, try this one, try soccer, try basketball, you're tall. Uh, but I just really enjoyed entertaining people and being able to say things and have everyone listen to me. <laughs> there there <laughs> is kinda... something to be said about that crowd feedback and the way that that gets into your system. I, I understand that. Yeah, totally. And it kind of goes, you know, from theater all the way straight through to, uh, you know, I came out to California for film and then I got into voiceover because, but just by accident, but it was another one of those things where it's like, everyone just listens to me. I like that. Nice. <laughs> so I know that you do a lot of traveling. I know that you actually have taught a session on what we're about to talk about. You've done this at, at VO Atlanta and maybe some other conferences. I'm not sure, but I think it's really relevant because we're coming up to the holidays, which means people are going to be traveling, you know, going to visit family, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all that sort of stuff. So just to get started, give us an idea of how much time you generally spend on the road in an average year. And then as a follow up to that, where are some of the craziest places that you've recorded? Man, because my family's in in New England. So and my wife's family's in Iowa. So we do spend time just traveling to to visit family. And so before it was like recording full-fledged professional, it was just trying to figure out how to audition on the road, you know, and uh that in its own is is its own little animal, but as technology keeps getting better, you know, the equipment that you can record on the road keeps getting better and things start to get easier to do. So yeah. after <laughs> We've gotten pretty good at that. And now, but as the busier we both got, we just really needed to create something that sounded a lot like our studio in LA, wherever we went, so that we have, you know, we can still do pickups for clients and stuff like that. So, you know, I took, it took some time, but I figured out how to create something that really, really sounds great no matter where I am, no matter what hotel I'm in. Uh, so, but to, to your question, on the road, it keeps getting more every year. But this past year, we've spent about six months in hotels or families' houses on the road recording VO and doing other work and filming things. And so, yeah, six months this year. Last year was like probably like four months out of the year. So it just seem, <laughs> it seems to be uh, increasing as the years go. And the reason I asked that question is just because it establishes that, yeah, you know what you're doing. You, you know, this isn't something that you've done you know, a week or two out of the year, you know, I go and I figure out how to build a pillow fort or whatever. You're 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 spending half your year recording in hotels or wherever it may be. So then that follow-up question, what are some of the craziest places that you've recorded in? Is it primarily been hotels or have you had to do some really creative things to get the job done? Uh we had one of the craziest ones was uh on a we were on a road trip back from New Mexico and uh we literally had to pull over near near like this mall area go find a quiet place in the back of the mall even though there was a highway near like find the quietest little location in the car set up the uh at that time it was one of those apple apogee travel mics because it was a last minute rush political gig that meg had and uh and we pulled it off and it was like, I'm, I'm sorry for the audio qualities and thing, but it ended up being really great. They were like, this sounds great. And it went to production and was on broadcast. So <laughs> that was a crazy one. That was just a car situation. Uh, one of the other ones this year was, uh, you know, Sturgis was going on. Yep. The um, motorcycle thing. Year, the yep. motorcycle thing. So one of the craziest places was this place called Spearfish Canyon, this national park. And there's like one lodge there in the very middle of it. And... We only got it for one night 
and then we booked we wanted to be there for two nights so we got it for one night but then couldn't book the same place for the second night and we had sessions that first night when we got there so we had like and it takes me 45 minutes to set this booth up so we set it up we did the sessions and then the very next day we had to take it down bring it upstairs set it up again there was a plaque on the door that said, be out by 11 or you're charged to hold another day's fee. Jeez. And our session our session went to like 11.30 and then we had to pack it down, which takes about 45 minutes. <laughs> it was the most stressful uh, two days of doing VO in, a, in like a beautiful national park where we really just wanted to be out in nature. <laughs> it's funny that we spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to build our home studios so that we yeah. can have the, the best, most amazing sound. But then we record in a car and our clients can't tell. And then it makes you wonder, why do I spend tens of thousands of dollars to have this studio at home? Because I, I have had the same thing I recorded. I, I joked about Ford Fusion Studios. I was in a rental car in an interstate pullout in West Virginia in the mountains. And I had this urgent audition that I had to record. So I, I just did. I pulled over on the side of the road. I shoved some pillows up behind the, the dash behind me. And, you know, just to quiet it down a little bit, recorded this thing. Client had no idea. When I got checked into the hotel that night, I had booked the job. They had used the audition, and I was like, holy man, Like, why Why do I spend so it's much amazing. money on my studio? It's amazing. But, you know, you, you got to give credit to, like, the technology these days. And, it's true. And whatever mics you decided to use. Like, if, if we didn't have the Sennheiser 416, like, it's so – it only records what's directly in front of it. If it, yep. if it wasn't for that, I couldn't this, – this booth wouldn't work as well. You know Absolutely. what I mean? The one that I've built. Like, it, it's all based on the, the equipment you're using and – and how good you are at deflecting, no, not deflecting noise, but like, you know, keeping noise from coming back into the microphone. Yeah. And I'm a 416 guy, so that makes sense. So let's get into equipment because barriers to entry have lowered so much in the last few years when it comes to recording equipment. You know, everybody's got their 416s, their U87s, their their 102s, their 103s in their, in their studios. For the traveling voice actor who wants to be able to record on the road, what do you suggest is the basic, at least basic equipment that you need? And then what are you using? We got to differentiate between just auditions and like actual gig work. Let's say if we're, we're, we're going to record, we want to be able to actually record it, you know, because if you do an audition, you book the job, you got to be able to get the job done, right? So exactly. Yeah. For the bare minimum, I would say is definitely a 416 or a DPA 4060 lav mic. That's the microphone they use on Broadway and stuff like that, and a lot of video games are using it these days. It's really freaking cool, and it's actually cheaper than a 416 by like just like $200. But um, that's really cool. The lav mic is amazing because you, you don't need a stand. You just need a beanie or something to put it on so it, it'll be you know above right on your forehead. And just that alone is kind of like it's doing the thing the 416 is doing. The 416 is going to only pick up your voice and what's behind directly behind you. The lav mic only picks up like your voice and what's directly in front of you because your head acts as the barrier of everything behind you. So one of those two for microphone, and then you get to run it through something equal as far as a preamp goes. Like we use the Apollo Twin. We we have like one for home and one for the road just because the Apollo is so great. I'm interested in trying out that Vault thing eventually. And then uh, Apogee just put out their new, what was it, Slate? No, um, but Apogee's new cool-looking thing that looks like an iPad. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Um, and then Slate Digital put out a really nice one, and I hear, I hear Slate's really good, too. But anyway, I use the Apollo stuff. And then, of course, you you know get a good mic cable. Don't use, like, a cheap mic cable when you're traveling because you need one that's heavy-duty that 
won't get screwed up because the worst thing that could happen is like a you know the mic cable goes awry while you're traveling and moving things around and then then you're screwed you, it's your one connection between the mic and your you know stuff um it's interesting that you thing, say that too because i think that's one of the areas where a lot of voice actors overlook is the mic cable which seems like something insignificant like you know just go on amazon buy a five dollar cable or whatever but if yeah. you're going to pick up noise if you're going to pick up interference if there's going to be any kind of Signal issues nine out of ten times. It's because you're using a cheap, crappy XLR cable. Oh yeah, and you got to think about the interference, man. I mean, you're in a hotel. There's yep. hundreds of people with their internets and their Wi-Fi devices. So, strong mic cable. There's that thing from Hook Studios, which we have found has been really amazing. Um, it's like a decoupler. Okay. And it goes in between your like where you screw in the microphone to where you screw in the stand. Okay. You don't need that if you have the DPA, of course, but if you have like a 416. And the decoupler like stops any vibrations. Nice. Okay. Like in a, in a really great way too. Like it just sounds so much better when the decoupler's on there. And I, and I don't, you don't even know why, you know, it's just, it's, it's the way that they created the thing. It's amazing. And it goes great with the 416. And that's from Hook Studios. I, I got one of those and I was very impressed when... You know, especially in a hotel, you know, they got those big generators or whatever they are that's outside that's vibrating and it just takes it away. It's not there anymore. Why does it feel like every time you have to record an important project, you end up in a room either next to the elevator or beside the <laughs> roof air conditioners, despite the fact that you specifically put in your booking request, do not put me near the elevators or near the roof air conditioners? <laughs> Me and Meg are the worst when it comes to going to the hotel. We have spent so many times moving rooms. Yep. Like, as soon as we get there, we'll take one bag up, hear the room, snap around, you know, make sure the reflection is where it needs to be, make sure there's no... And, and you got to be that kind of way if you're, if you're going to do a lot of jobs, you know, you're going to be there for a week or so or more. You know, you got to find the perfect room because you don't want to unpack everything, set up the booth, and then have to move again when you realize you're in the wrong room. I'm thinking back to VO Atlanta. What was it like two or three years ago when we were in that one hotel that literally faced the runways of of, uh, <laughs> of ATL? So like all the voice actors in the world are all at this one conference and every one of us has a hotel room that faces the runways of like the busiest airport in the United States. And it, you know, it doesn't work out so well. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And that's another thing. You know, all the cheapest hotels are near the airport, of course. But yep. You can't be in one of those if you're going to do what we do. Absolutely. It um, makes a difference. I will get you to uh, give me a, an equipment list of some of these things that we've been talking about, the, the DPA and the decoupler and all these things. And we'll put that into the show notes for everybody that uh, wants to look it up because it really does make a difference. It, and it's amazing when you think about now. I mean, I have my 416. I have a Yamaha AGO3. I have my MacBook Pro. Like that's literally, that's it. That's what I need to, to get me through most of the time. So then yeah. let's talk about... Pillow forts and booths and and all of that sort of stuff. It sounds like you've created something custom. Do you take yeah. that with you all the time? Uh, this is a for the road custom because it's literally sixty five pounds in a forty inch long duffel bag, so it can fit in the back of our car and we can roll it into hotels. But I don't think I could. Uh, in that, I mean, I could bring it with me on a plane, but it would just cost a lot of money and right. it probably would take me forever to get through because they're going to be like, what, what is all this? It looks like um, a bomb. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> but it's, this is our for the road. Whenever we go places like for family and stuff, we've actually built PVC booths at our family's places that we leave there. 
so that I just have to put them all back up together when I get there. That's so smart. that's kind of already there um, for family. But um, we've just been taking the car everywhere. It's safer, especially with this COVID thing. And, uh, you know, so you're only in charge with, of what you have and you're not getting around a ton of people. And Yep. That makes sense. So, Oh, so, but I, going back to your, you said you had a MacBook Pro. Do you have the M1? I do not. I have an older one. Okay, so now, because all these long sessions, the M1 chip is, you know, any solid straight drive that doesn't heat up and cause a fan to go on in your laptop is, like, key. We've done so many long sessions where if you're in a, especially if you're in, like, a, a pillow fort kind of booth, it heats up fast, and that fan will kick on, and then you got to, like, put pillows over that fan, you know what I mean? But uh, we got the M1 MacBook Air, and it's just silent. Nice. And we can, you know, it's perfect. That makes a big difference, right? It's one of those things that you don't think about. But, I mean, when you're in a hotel, the last thing you need is more stuff making noise. Yeah. So talk yeah. to us about uh, pillow fort construction. What sort of tips or pro tips do you have for pillow fort construction for those of us that don't have the, the big 65-pound booth that we haul around? Two years ago, and even even into the beginning of, or the end of last year, I, we were pillow forting every hotel. So, and it still worked. We did a lot of gigs through the pillow forts. And we just realized that the fan and the uh, laptop was needed to go, so we had to upgrade that. But um, the pillow fort construction, it worked great because you got the and you put that on the. You know, we get a room with two beds. One bed becomes the booth, and the other bed is our bed because you have the bottom of it is a bed already, and then. Every hotel usually comes with a uh, ironing board. Yep. So you grab one of those ironing boards. Also kind of fun to grab two ironing boards, and you can do either side, and then it becomes like a nice box. You know, could I just get my, – my room doesn't have an ironing board. Weird. Oh, we'll bring one to you. Now you have two. <laughs> you know, or, you know, if you want to go really crazy, you get three. You ask somebody else, then you can build one for the back. So now you have like a little, legit, like, square booth that works great on your bed. Then you, you know, ask for some extra pillows – ask for an extra um, comforter mm -hmm. and you, you can just get, they always just give you all these extra things. Wow. You must be really, yeah, we just run cold, thin blood. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you can just position it all. So your voice, make sure you always know that your voice has to have a place to go. You can't have a tiny little fillo, fillo port, <laughs> pillow for it's the morning. I've only had coffee. No, no wine yet. So your voice needs a place to travel. So, you know, you got to make this booth big enough that you can kind of, your head kind of can be in it. And you can talk, and your voice is a place to go. A lot of people make the mistake of making the fort, but then sitting outside of it and just, like, projecting into it. But the problem with that is your voice still leaves ahead of the fort and bounces off the walls all around you, you know? So you got to make sure you can still kind of get most of your head inside this little fort. So there's a little science and physics behind this, which is something that we've got to take into consideration and now we're going to have voice actors all across America and, and around the world knocking on their next door neighbors' <laughs> rooms in the hotel saying, can I borrow your ironing board? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to use that ironing board, are you? <laughs> Nobody really uses those at the hotel anyway, let's be honest. So we're going to, I love the three ironing board booth. It's like the luxury condominium travel voiceover booth. I've built with one ironing board, never with two, certainly never with three, but I'm like, now I got to try it. Like now I want to know, yeah. you know, yeah. I you're like, cause when you have these little epiphanies, you're like, I just wish it could be deeper. I just wish it could be, oh, it's a, and then you're like, wait a second, I so, could make it deeper. 
when I've been in a hotel, I've I've definitely done the ironing board. I I will put it on the the desk. You know, I'll lay down a, a towel and with a big bath towels or a blanket or something on the desk itself to stop that surface from vibrating as much as possible. Ironing board yeah. up on top. You know, lay the comforter over, stuff some pillows in. I've also recorded in the closet of these hotel rooms in the past, and I've flipped up the mattress before because lots of times they have at the very least, a really thick mattress with like a box spring underneath of it, right? So you flip the mattress up and kind of do that. So there's there's a lot of different ways that yeah. you can come up with some ingenious booths while you're traveling, that's for sure. But a big part of it is just thinking about how your voice is going to travel and making sure that you're in the right room to begin with, because it does make a difference. I mean, I have it in my notes. I'm a Hilton honors guy, right? I have it right in the notes whenever I book a room that I don't want to be anywhere near a stairwell or near an elevator, you know, you try to think Ice about machine. Yeah. Where are the noisiest parts of the hotel? Right. I don't want to be on yeah. the ground floor by the banquet hall. I don't want to be the ice machine is a good one. The vending machines, you know, you got to think about all of those sorts of things as well, because half the battle is just being somewhere quiet. Yeah, totally. And, you know, another one, we were just in Santa Fe for this last month. Our favorite place so far to record is the uh, Fairfield Marriott in Santa Fe. Um, but you got to be careful of rooms 237, 240, because the um, cleaning crew starts at like 11 and ends at 3, and it's they base it all in that one area. So we always try to get like the end of the room near the stairwell. Top floor near a stairwell is usually pretty great because a lot of people in America don't use the stairwells. So It's um, true. Yeah. Yep. So it's barely used, the stairwell. So if you can get right next to the stairwell, and they always think in their brains, like, oh, you don't want to be near the stairwell, do you? Well, like, no one really uses it. I never even thought about thinking about, you know, the hotel cleaning schedule, right? Usually they're going to start low, work their way up, or they're going to start at one end of the hall and work their way down to the other. And so taking yeah, some so of that. if you're in the middle, yeah. you're, you're kind of screwed. Yep. That's a good one, too. See, all kinds of pro tips for all of this. So yeah. <laughs> now I, I know you said in the last year or so in particular, it's been a lot of driving, which I think has been what a lot of people have been doing. But we're going to get to a point where we're flying again. So any pro tips for getting your gear through airport security? Have you ever had any awkward moments with TSA because of your, you know, 416 microphone looking suspicious in a suitcase? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's crazy. As the more voice actors are doing this, I think the more people are just they know what a 416 is now in the... (laughs) Especially so, in Atlanta, um, at the Atlanta airport, right? They've seen us all come in 700 at a time. They all know what the what the 416 is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually were in Burbank, and there uh, went through one time, and he goes, "This is uh, recording equipment." <laughs> I was like, oh, "See, they already know." Any pro yeah, tips he, for? Do you clearly identify it? Do you pull it all out ahead of time? Is there any particular packing tips? Uh, any anything that you suggest for getting through airport security a little bit easier? Uh, yeah, I, I put. Oh, I have this. I found this great square kind of rolling suitcase it's it's literally a big square all of our audio gear goes in there it's really nice and sturdy it packs really great and so we check that one and uh the only thing we bring with us is the laptop so i don't bring the 416 on board it's nice nicely packed in the 416 like case it came in that's always really nice yeah that's what we just check it now because then we don't deal with any of those problems and it it always makes it's made it for the last you know knock on wood five years yeah we don't want to jinx it now um, yeah, yeah. I've seen those Pelican cases, right? You know, like the hard-bodied Pelican cases that are full of foam inside and you can kind of pull out the foam cubes to kind of shape it to whatever you want to get. I'm sure you could pack something inside of something like that too and check it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you can get it all into a nice foam-covered thing, like 
you could spend some good time like creating your own very specific pelican case with foam where everything has its place. I'm a big like Tetris kind of packer, so like I this this little square case like fits everything perfectly. Just in a, and it's I know where it all is, and it's got a lot of zipper. You know, this zipper for the uh, the mic cable, this zipper for the. It's yep. like it's perfect. <laughs> After a while, I'm sure you develop a system. I mean, I know I've got a. I've got a master list that I've created in Evernote, which is like my master packing list. And it's all of my equipment, my cables, all of that sort of stuff. So that anytime I'm getting ready to go somewhere, I can just print off that list and just work through just to make sure I've got, you know, I've got my XLR cable. I've got the USB cable to hook up the interface. I've got cable to charge my phone or my iPad if I'm going to be reading off of that or whatever. And so I keep the master list. So it just makes things a little bit easier and more convenient for traveling. Yeah, for sure. And you want to get to a point where like, and it took me a while to get to the point where I had enough money to have a, a second set of stuff. Yeah, but it's so much more convenient when, oh, yeah. when your stuff is already pretty much packed and ready to go. And all you have to do is just take a mic with you. Like yep. we have a booth mic that's the new, we have this new Soyuz that like, I love. So we use that. But you know, for some clients, I also have the 416 ready to go in case I need to, you know, cop match some things. But whenever we're traveling, the 416 is just what we take with us, you know? Yep. And so that's the only thing that I need to take out of my booth, which is really nice, because then you come home and you don't have to like reset up another booth. Yes, absolutely. I'm at that point now where I've mostly doubled up on everything. All I gotta do is disconnect the, the 416 and throw it in the box, and it makes a big difference. That microphone, I couldn't record on the road, I don't think, without that microphone. It, it, it is no. a huge difference maker. Yeah, so it really is. I know that you're doing directed sessions from the road. So let's talk about that. Hotel Wi-Fi is obviously not always the most reliable or the fastest. So how are you handling requests for Source Connect or Zoom or whatever other form of directed session? Yeah. So that's uh, awesome to think about because it took me a while to start thinking about it. Hotel Wi-Fi sometimes is great. And if you do your sessions like early in the morning when everyone's left, the Wi-Fi is strong. But if everyone's there and your sessions are there, the Wi-Fi kind of blows. Um, so you got to like think about when you're going to do your, if you're just going to try to roll with the hotel Wi-Fi, call ahead. How great is your Wi-Fi? How strong is it? That's why we like Marriott, because once you're a Marriott Bonvoy member, you get like the advanced internet for free. Yep. So like you're on a different band or something. Yep. So that'll help out. So you got to think about those kind of things. Now then we were, so a couple of months ago, we were, me and Meg were doing the film in North Dakota and way up in North Dakota, the Wi-Fi ain't that great. And we realized that pretty quick. And, uh. We both were on the Sprint T-Mobile network, and that wasn't so great up there either. So we uh, had a run-in. The only problem we had out of, like, I don't know, 20 or so sessions was this one of our first ones, and it was like the Wi-Fi kept dropping out. So sometimes we would do our mobile hotspot on T-Mobile. Yep. And so we'd, we'd, our phone, would it has like a 60-gig hotspot. And we've done gigs before on our, on our phone hotspot, and it worked great, you know, through Source Connect and everything. And, um, but this was dropping out and we were stressed out and it was a very stressful day. So Meg had to go to the Verizon and get one of those MiFi's, like the hotspot that's personal. We don't even have a Verizon phone, but we had to get a number, we had to get an account and we had to get one of these personal hotspot devices. Now we have the mobile Sprint network (laughs) on our phones. We have a Verizon MySpy and, you know, so now we're covered on all fronts with like what's, what carrier has the best internet. You know, and that's just an expense we had to do because we're make. it's like, think about renting out a studio, yep. you know, $100, $200 an hour. 
well, this is just, you know, $100 a month and we can have a dedicated Wi-Fi spot. And then the great thing about the MiFi thing is you could still do some port forwarding. It's not like perfect source connect port forwarding because it's not wired connected, but it still is a port forwarding thing that you can set up. And so that I don't have any drops when I'm on the, uh, the Wi-Fi spot for the mobile hotspot. I think part of what you just said, the lesson in there too, is, is contingencies, right? Don't just assume that the hotel Wi-Fi is going to work, have some alternatives in place. And as 5G begins to roll out more, and I know that the United States is way ahead of Canada in the 5G space, but, but we're getting there. But as the yeah. 5G rolls out, that would certainly give you a, a more stable or reliable internet. But the, the MiFi hotspot type thing is a really smart backup strategy to have just in case. And that's not even just for doing sessions. That's just for your ability to work, period, because... You know, oh, yeah. sometimes the Wi-Fi is bad or there is no Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, even on the road, like we, you know, we just did 13 hours uh, from New Mexico back to L.A. straight. And that hotspot comes in handy because, you know, I can be driving, Meg can do work, she can take over and then I can do work and we can upload auditions. And, you know, it's like we could just, we have, we have internet while we're driving. So it's it's kind of amazing. That's really smart. Yeah. So because you're on the road so much. Do you always let your clients know that you're going to be out of the studio and recording from the road? Or are you at a point now where you just know that you've got it covered no matter where you are, so you don't worry about it? You don't worry about telling them in advance? How do you how do you handle that side of things? Um, the clients are, uh, we're, we're pretty consistent. Like if we, have, if we have clients that are repeat work, we'll usually record on the 416 no matter what, so that when we take it with us, it won't make a difference. And I've set up the booth that I take with us to kind of mimic the booth at home. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same dimensions. So it, it matches, I would say, 98% match, yep. um, which is kind of, you know, amazing even for a hotel. So we let our agents know. So, you know, we we have a lot of agents around the country. So and And especially the ones that book us in studio for, like, say, video games and things like that. Like, got to let them know. Um, we had a big problem this. I mean, it wasn't a problem, but. We just were expecting to be in Santa Fe for just one week. But if you follow the news in New Mexico film industry, there was a lot of uh, issues up in New Mexico. So uh, things kept getting pushed. And uh, so we ended up being there for three weeks. And we had a lot of sessions that wanted us here in L.A. But luckily, I kept sending them samples and our agents fought for us. And uh, I ended up doing all but one of the sessions from the hotel and they all went off without a hitch and they all sounded great and everyone was like this is a hotel and i'm like yep yeah i figured it out um but one i had to fly back uh round trip same day i came to la in the morning i recorded for a couple hours and i went back to santa fe the night so those are things like you gotta have you know you gotta be flexible sometimes you just you're gonna have to get on a plane and do it. it won't always work out so but you know it ended up working out I think that's one of the things that the pandemic, if if there's anything good, so to speak, that's come from the pandemic, I think there was this belief pre-pandemic that you had to be in a studio. You had to be in a studio in order to get good audio, and particularly if you were in a major place like Toronto or L.A. or New York or Chicago or whatever, and, and where you were used to recording in actual recording studios, there was still that belief. And now that we've gone through a year and a half of everybody recording from home, I think that a lot of agents, I think a lot of these uh, studios, casting directors, all of that have started to figure out, you know what, actually we're at a point now where if you know what you're doing and you're in a decent space, you can produce really good quality audio without having to always come into an actual studio to do the session. And and that's made a difference 
uh, for a lot of voice actors to be able to get some different opportunities, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but I don't ever want it to go away because me and Meg love going into the studio. Yep. Like, we did a, a gig last week, but we, we really wish we could have been because it was at Lime Studios in Santa Monica. And if you've ever been there, it's like a beautiful, beautiful studio. And so we were like really wanted to be in studio, but we connected via Source Connect to them. But man, yeah, I love going in. You know, I'm not, I'll never not like going in to the studio because then you don't have to worry about anything. You just get to be the actor. And you just get to go in yep. front of a mic that's already there for you and you get to do your thing. You don't have to wonder whether or not the hotspot's going to drop out or the Wi-Fi's going to crap out or the cleaning staff's going to fire up a vacuum in the room across yeah. the hall or whatever, right? <laughs> and then if any of, any of that stuff happens, guess what? It's not your problem It's this not time. your problem. That's right. You've mentioned this booth. Give us a, a little bit of a rundown on this booth that you have created for yourself. I know it's hard to do via a podcast. Maybe I can get a picture from you and we'll post it in the show notes or something, but... I took a great picture of like the big, like a four step process of like the 45 minutes it takes. Yep. So I'll send all those four over. You can see it. Excellent. But um, it's based on like, I just, uh, that tri booth that uh, Rick Wasserman and George Whittem created is such a great booth idea. It's such a wonderful, and if you can get it, it's already packs up and it's good to go. Like, what a great thing. And it's based on that idea. It's just, I didn't have the cash to like get one of those. Right. So I, f I went online and I was like, here's here's my budget. What can I create that's in that world? But I also kind of, I need it to be a little bit longer and wider to just to match my home studio. Mm -hmm. So I found this like eight by eight heavy duty backdrop holder. It's like a T-sign eight by eight backdrop, costs 80 bucks. And it's and it's all, uh, it's metal, in it, but it condenses all the way down to this little thing you carry. And so I, I wanted two of those. So on either side, I have this eight by eight T-Sign backdrop holder. And it has to be, you know, strong enough to hold these moving blanket stuff, you know? Yep. In the front of it, I have like a T-shape metal thing that folds down. So that'll be the front. And that's only about, I'd say, four feet across. So it's now we're four by eight. Yep. So that's that's the front of it. And the back is open. So I just have two, an eight by eight one side, an eight by eight the other side, and then a four foot T-shape thing in front. All of those go down into these little carrier things. That's pretty crazy um, when you like just listening to you talk about it. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So we're talking about a four foot and then we're talking about eight foot walls and you're traveling with this. I'm very intrigued to see pictures of yeah. this because it sounds yeah. fascinating. And, it, and it, it turns out huge. You know what I mean? But they yep. all, since they're metal and they can all go into themselves, they all like, it, it's just, they're all extenders. Right. And then I don't, I don't have to worry about PVC because I could, I was like, what I don't want to do is bring a bunch of PVC pipes and put those together everywhere I go. I just yeah. want to like, you know, so this, it's the metal things that were the best. And then I have two eight-foot long moving blanket things for either side. One day I'm going to upgrade to having two on either side and just like sew them together so I can just droop them over. In the front of it, I bought the Audio Mute Sound Absorption Blanket, which is 90 bucks. Okay. Because they do such an amazing job. The front of it is, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I think it was the Sound Barrier one. It was one of them. They have an, a Sound Absorption and a Sound Barrier. And one's 120, one's 90. I forget which one I bought. But one of them has two sides. One that blocks sound from, like, going into it. And one that just lets sound kind of pass through. And you want the sound that passes through the softer side towards you. So you're speaking at the side that passes through because your voice needs a place to go. And then it'll stop sound from, like, the windows and things like that from getting in. It won't stop it completely, but it's enough, it's enough to make it work. So that's the most expensive part, and it's where I talk. And it'll, that'll go on the, the little T-bar. So then those are over. And then 
the one thing I didn't think about was like the roof, right? The right. ceiling. Yep. And that that's the, the tough part because if you just put a blanket over there, it droops in and then you got to deal with that. So um, the first place we stopped and I set this thing up, it, luckily, was across the street from a Lowe's. So <laughs> I went to Lowe's and I got one of those really thick um, foam panels, like those big foam panels that people put in there, you know, for uh, ice, uh, not isolation, but... Um, Are you talking like the insulation? Insulation. Like the, four, the four by eight sheets of foam that you get? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, the big, like, they're like three to four inches thick. Yep. And it's just a foam sheet. And then what I did with that is I just grabbed one of the sheets from the bed and I just wrapped it around that. Because you can cut it with a exacto knife to like the right, yep. you know, four foot by five foot. So I just cut that and I put a sheet around it so I wouldn't deflect above me. And that became the roof. And then I have, you grab a, uh, another one of those other comforters and you lay that on top of all of it. So now you're just all surrounded by sound stuff it's kind of fantastic and uh when you see the pictures you'll be like okay this all makes sense because the way he's talking I'm, does not make any sense no I'm, I'm getting the visual of it and i'm just thinking like this is i i'm more interested in seeing how it all folds down because i can get the visual of it all set up i'm trying to figure out how you're carrying this around with you in your car but it sounds totally. like it's a very impressive uh creation that you've made here and uh to hang all the um sheets and stuff i use those little spring clamps like yep. those little yep. tiny spring clamps. And they, they just go right around the bars. And I just, I put like four on one side and four on the other side. And the great thing about the spring clamps is if you just tilt them inward, there's a place for the roof to sit. So the spring clamps aren't like just clamped and then facing the ceiling. They're tilted inwards at each other. And that kind of gives a nice place for the roof to sit. It's kind of ingenious. I think so. You know, I'm just tapping myself on the back. It's pretty good. <laughs> It sounds yeah, like a then, viral YouTube video is what it sounds like. Like, I have, have you created a video of yourself uh, setting this thing up and showing people how you're recording it? Because every voice actor in the world would watch that video. <laughs> yeah, I have not, but I, I should. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, so these two side things, the, the, the two side blankets, they fold up and go. So I bought this, like, 40-inch long duffel bag. So those two side things go in there. The, the um, moving blankets go in there. All of the stuff that, you know, all the metal stuff goes in there. The spring clamps go in there. You can even put um, some of your equipment in there. It's like a pretty big duffel bag, and it all rolls. And then, you know, you put it in the back of your trunk or whatever. And then the other one, the audio mute sound barrier blanket, kind of just goes over the top of all my in the back of the trunk. So, um, And I'm guessing the heaviest part of the whole thing is just the moving blankets, right? It's the weight of the moving blankets. Actually, the heaviest part's the because uh, they're all metal heavy-duty backdrop holders. Okay. So those things are pretty, I mean, it's like each one of them is 20 pounds each. So uh, that's the heaviest part is those two things. So and the beautiful them thing up, is that you don't have to go to the gym that day then because yeah, car no, exactly. carrying this in and out of the hotel, building it, you know, tearing it apart, all that sort of stuff. It's like your, your built-in workout too. Yeah, exactly. And then this, remember I told you about the Spearfish Canyon one? Yeah. Uh, there was no elevator in that one. So this was me and Meg are like carrying this heavy thing up, the, up and down the stairs like, oh. Yeah, that would suck. Now, so that's the booth that you take with you. I'm also intrigued. You said that at your parents' house, your in-laws' house, because you travel there fairly regularly, you've created a PVC booth that you you leave there? Yeah. So those, you do the measurements before you go anywhere. Like, ask your family, what room can I set up a booth in? What's the measurement of that room, height, length, width? And then you just go on Home Depot or Lowe's.com and you can like, you can get them to cut these PVC things 
for you, like when you get there. So like, I need this many six foot pipes. I need this many five foot pipes. I need this many connectors. I need this many uh, blah, blah, blah. And I need some moving blankets and I need some spring clamps. So you don't have to bring anything with you. You can just get Home Depot to have it ready for you when you get there, you know, if you're good at math and stuff. Then when you get there, you just pick it all up. You go back to your house and you just spend like an hour with some wine putting this thing together. And then it's there. It's ready for you. Ready to go. That's genius. I need to get one of those for when I travel to my mother-in-law's house. I never even thought about doing something like that before. And it, I'm assuming like, I mean, the PVC, it's relatively inexpensive in relation to if you were having to book a studio consistently oh, when you're traveling to these like, places, right? If not, if not an hour in a studio, it's like the same, like... We built this, the one in Iowa, I think it was maybe $150 all yeah. said and done, you know, with the sound blankets and stuff like that. And that's the thing. Like, if you have the money, go get the tri-booth. The work yep. is done for you. You know yep. what I mean? And and they can even custom make the size for you and all that. Like, just do that. Someone else can take care of it. It comes in a cool thing you can carry. Like, do it. Yep. But if you don't have the cash, like, and you're just, you know, just have Home Depot pre-cut it all and then put it together for yourself. So I think the answer to this next one is obvious, but I still want to hear your take on the debate of leaving the studio and leaving the gear behind versus, you know, traveling with you. So do you always have gear when you travel or do you do, do you take some dedicated VO free vacation time as well? <sighs> That's a good one. That's a good, we do, if we do a couple of small trips and we're just oh, like, you know, you just need a break, we'll just leave and just Yep. Like, for instance, coming up November 11th is our two-year wedding anniversary. We're going to go uh, to Napa for, like, three days. You know, but we're going to take four complete days off. We're leaving everything behind. We're going to tell our clients. We're going to tell our agents, like, we're just not available. We're going to go and just take time for ourselves. And so that's what we're doing coming up. I haven't even told our agents yet. So if any of them that are listening, um, I'll let you know <laughs> soon. Uh, <laughs> but... um yeah, we're just going to take some, because you need that time to, yeah. just yourself. And, like, it's so stressful sometimes to, like, you get that rush audition. And, like, you you don't even want to look at your emails either when you do this, because you're going to be like, oh, I'm missing out on an opportunity that could be my voice, you know. And, of the, you know, you, you need the time for yourself. And the, those jobs will come back. There'll be more. There'll be a new job. You might not even have booked that one anyway. Yep. You know, um, you just got to, like, don't just let yourself take the time so you can come back as a renewed better person ready to tell another story yeah see for me i will most of the time i will travel with gear but i set boundaries you know so my kids are younger right now so you know we go out on a family vacation or something i'm not doing anything during the day because i've got plans with them but once they've gone to bed at night if i've got a client that needs me to do something i do something and then the nice yeah. thing about that is i get to write the trip off as a business expense now so i'm I'm always thinking about that side of things too, but it's always interesting to hear how other voice actors feel about it because there are some that are like, yeah, always got gear, always ready to go, you know, always on. There are some that are sometimes have gear, sometimes don't want to think anything about voiceover, you know, vacation is vacation. So I always like to hear what people have to say, particularly somebody like you who travels so much. So look, one final question then, because you do travel a ton You've got to have a few pro tips for those of us that are doing traveling, whether that's finding deals, tips for getting through the airport faster, hacks for making life on the road more fun and relaxing. So what are some of your pro travel tips? Well, here's a good one. I mean, if you're, I, I know you're, a, would you say Hilton guy? Yep. If you're a Marriott person, they have their app. And I don't know if Hilton has their app, but if you can book on the Marriott Bonvoy app 
ahead of time and you become like you get you know gain up these points now we're like these they're called elite members or whatever yep you get like bonuses you get like 4 p.m checkouts in in places you get upgraded suite you can buy the cheapest and then if you're already like a you get to an elite member or whatever they'll just upgrade you to a suite you know what i mean like all these free upgrades you get the best internet um you can check in like a day or two early and then you can on the app just message exactly what you want in your requests yep and they'll always kind of just you know you get like first priority since you're like one of their members yep so like that is a pro tip for me like it's been it's made things so easy to check in early you get a keyless entry with your phone you don't have to call anybody you know because you can't get through anyway but you don't have to call anybody you can just like do a little text and the the hotel is like oh yeah i blocked a room off for you it's away from everything and you can just talk to them all set it all up it just takes off so much stress if you can do it just via the little text app on their on their uh i just think i should get paid for that uh, advertising just now <laughs> i was gonna say that's a really good plug and actually i i do have marriott because sometimes i can't always get the hilton so i mean i don't have the same kind of status but i totally get what you're saying the app makes things so much easier and it certainly oh, does yeah. open you up to some different perks as well I think that's Another. One, of, one of the things that I learned, too, is if you're going to go and stay somewhere, if you pick a brand, whichever brand you decide to choose, but if you pick a brand and just kind of become consistently loyal to that brand, over time, it absolutely becomes worth it in the perks that you get. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, and they do this thing called Sweet Nights. If you can achieve some Sweet Nights, uh, this one place in Iowa, the Renaissance Savory uh, in Iowa is a Marriott. Okay. And yeah, we had the suite that like Meryl Streep gets. Oh, it wow. Was like, we just, it was a $90, you know, for, for what we got, but we got these sweet night upgrades and it was a, like a, the biggest hotel room I've ever stayed in. <laughs> it had a living room, a kitchen, a huge master bedroom, two bathrooms. I was like, what is happening? And since this place likes us so much, cause we're always there, we only used two sweet nights, but we ended up extending for like four days after that. They just left us in the suite for like 90 bucks a night. That's amazing. That's, was that's one of those amazing. suites where that booth is going to come in handy too, right? Because the bigger the suite, the harder it is to control the sound because everything is so giant and open and echoey. So that's oh, where the so booth great. makes we, a big difference. We put difference. the booth in one room. We didn't have to even look at it. We went to bed. It was like so amazing. That's awesome. Uh, another one trick is the if you don't know about the Tula mic yet, the uh, little mobile Tula, T-U-L-A. It's made by the people who do so- Soyuz or whatever. Okay. They have on their little mobile mic a live noise canceller. So you can just press a little button and it's this live noise canceller thing that it works some type of German magic that literally takes out the surrounding noises around you while you're talking. So we have literally been on the side of a highway doing gigs with this little Tula mic and they sound, it sounds incredible and uh, has booked us work and we actually on set meg was on set filming i was in the parking lot doing work in my car because i have the you know hot spot thing and uh she had a rush audition she comes to the car with her like cowboy hat on uh i use i put the tula mic in the cowboy hat and she and it was a great audio mute like a cowboy hat another another pro tip yep and uh i'm just holding it and she's doing her audition books it and we recorded it uh today so it's kind of insane how th- how great this little tiny mic is. It's about the size of your palm of your hand and it's cute and it's like kind of vintage looking and it's it can connect easily to your laptop, go straight into Adobe Audition or your phone and uh, 
yeah, so the Tulumic is one of our like key uh, travel software things that we bring with us everywhere. It's pretty amazing how far the technology has advanced and to think about how much further it will advance in the years to come, making it even easier to do a lot of this stuff. So I will make sure to get a gear list from you so I can link some of this stuff in the show notes so people can check some of these things out. Oh, yeah. Oh, another one. This one <laughs> thing, it's called the Small Rig. It's a ball head arm. Now, I'll, I'll definitely give you this because it's $15. You know, buy five of them. They're amazing. They can... You don't have to worry about bringing a stand with you. Okay. As long as you have, like, you know, a PVC pipe or... Or one of these little things. You could just hook this thing anywhere. I've even hooked it to like the lamp that comes into the hotel rooms. You know what I mean? Just bring the lamp in and it's nice. on a little post. Okay. And you just hook this thing up and you can hook your 416 straight to it. It's powerful little guy. It's it's perfect. Nice. So many good tips. I definitely am going to be buying some stuff because I, for one, am very much looking forward to getting back on the road next year. I don't spend as much time on the road as you do, but I figured pre-pandemic, pre, uh, I think I was probably on average about three months or so out of the year that I was on the road at least. And so I'm always looking for some different little tools and tips and tricks and equipment that can make that experience a little bit easier. So, Jay, thank oh, you yeah. so much for all of the uh, information that you've shared. If people want to find you online, get in touch with you, ask a question, get connected on social media, where can we find you? Uh, well, one of the best places and to find all the equipment like right now where you want to go is the via, the voiceovercollective.com. Okay. Um, you can even info at voiceovercollective.com gets to me, or you can check out me and Meg's theboothofus.com. Um, Meg at the booth of us or Jay at the booth of us can, can find me there as well. But on the voiceover collective website, I have all of the equipment I just talked about pretty much okay, uh, under VO equipment and demos. It's pretty much everything I find that I think is great, I put up there. Awesome. And uh, there's links to your podcast there too. Right on. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people who are getting ready to travel on the holidays. And uh, I've definitely picked up a few tips and tricks for improving my setup from the road as well. Nice. Get out there, everybody. It's, it's easy. Just get out there and have fun in life. Absolutely. Quality of life. I thought that I was pretty proficient at road recording. I've been doing it for a long time now. I've recorded in a lot of crazy places from hotels to the backseat of the car. And, and I thought I did a pretty good job. I, I still think I do a pretty good job. But man, I learned a few things in this one. Definitely a few tricks that I am going to be implementing. In fact, I've already talked to my mother-in-law about building a PVC booth that I could leave at her house so that when we travel up there to visit, which we do several weeks out of the year, now I've got a setup. So, Jay, thank you, brother. I needed that. That was great advice. So many good tips. I hope that they're going to help you as you are recording on the road this holiday season. If you enjoyed the episode, can you do me one favor? Can you tag us in your Instagram stories and let us know that you learned something? Even better, when you are recording from the road, can you take a picture and tag us in your Instagram stories to let us know? You can tag me at Mark Scott, and you can tag Jay at Coffee and Wine. And I will make sure that I throw that into the show notes so that you can find it at Mark Scott at Coffee and Wine. Let us know that you love this episode. Let us know that you learned a few things. As always, thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. 
The VoiceAM player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com slash markscott. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.